0: this is the sclo library podcast i'm david pensick communications manager for sclo center region library We are located in the heart of downtown State College on the corner of Beaver Avenue and Allen Street. And this episode is dropping on Wednesday, May 22nd, 2019. So we are getting ready to head into the Memorial Day holiday weekend. And just as a reminder, Sklo will be closed on Saturday, May 25th through Memorial Day Monday, May 27th and then reopening at a regular time at 9 a.m. on Tuesday, May 28th. So if you're looking to take out books, movies, any materials for the memorial weekend, be sure to, to come to the library by Friday, May 24th. Again, Sclo will be closed May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For this episode, it's uh, most episodes, obviously, we deal with some entertaining, fun things happening at the library. Um, but we have this pretty important series... Event serious discussion coming up on Thursday, May 30th in our community room. The Share Your Opioid Story initiative is going to uh, be bringing their Reducing Opioid Stigma Community Conversation event to State College and to SCLO on Thursday, May 30th, starting at 5.30 p.m. in our community room. And Dr. Glenn Sterner, he uh, is an assistant professor of criminal justice at the Penn State University Abington Campus, coordinated the Share Your Opioid Story initiative, and, and he's our guest today. Uh, he's become an expert on the opioid epidemic that's really uh, hit this country, especially Pennsylvania. Uh, and he has taken this Share Your Opioid Initiative story, uh, Share Your Opioid Story initiative, across the state to various locations, and of course, as I mentioned, coming to State College on Thursday, May 30th part of the program, people will be able to hear from Tricia Stout, who lost her daughter Pamela to opioid use. And it's an opportunity for people in the community to share their stories, to hear from local partners who will discuss solutions to combat the stigma about opioid use in the community, and look for ways to address the issue and to get help for people who may be going through um, uh, using opioids. And it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's, a partner uh, sponsored also by the Pennsylvania Department of Drug and Alcohol Programs. And again, it, it's, it's, uh, it should be, it's an important event, and, and SCLO is really uh, proud to be, be hosting it on Thursday, May 30th. So here's my conversation with Dr. Glenn Sterner as he talks about the Share Your Opioid Story initiative and the community conversation event coming up at SCLO on May 30th. Dr. Glenn Sterner, as we get ready to have the converse, the event, reducing opioid stigma, community conversation. Uh, first of all, Glenn, thank you for joining us. Um, I guess first of all, can you talk about how this issue you became so involved with this issue, uh, some of the things you've started, and just you know where you know what was has become like a big a big deal for you, almost yeah. a calling. It seems like
1: <laughs> you know it's been an interesting experience for me personally. Um, First of all, thanks for having me here. I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about this really important initiative uh, that we're bringing to Centre County. Even though uh, much of the work that we've done has included Centre County area and includes Penn State, it's always good to make sure that we're taking our work uh, within the university out into the community. So it's great to have it at uh, Shalhoub Library. So we're excited about that. So how do we get started with this initiative called the Share Your Opioid Story Initiative? Well. Um, So my work is in the opioid epidemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do a lot of work associated with uh, the criminal justice side of things. I'm an assistant professor of criminal justice at Penn State Abington. And much of my experience has been with police and and those types of experiences, uh, looking at interdiction, how these substances move into our communities, uh, those types of areas. Um, and I was giving a presentation over in Penn State Hershey and uh, Penn State Harrisburg. They were doing a, a conversation on the community, similar to what we're doing, uh, mm-hmm. but bringing research out there to talk to people who want to know more about the work that we're doing within the university. Um, and my talk was on my opioid work, in uh, mm-hmm. addiction more so. Uh, and this mother come up, comes up to me after the, the conversation and says, you know, uh, my son is a Penn State... Uh, student at the time uh, he's no longer um, who is really dealing with his opioid use disorder uh, he's likely going to be incarcerated he knows um, he was really struggling and she herself didn't know who to turn to and she was fairly uh, you know she was having issues with her the, being open about the, the overall story about uh, not just her son's experience but uh, her personal experience and it was because she really felt this uh this sense of shame.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I couldn't help but think, we, we have to do something more than just thinking about uh, treatment for individuals, uh, interdicting the supplies that are getting into our communities. We really need to think about our overall perception about how it is that we think about opioid use disorder but substance abuse disorder more broadly. Mm -hmm. And this has led me down this incredible path where I've been able to connect to individuals from, frankly, all across uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, and we now have individuals who are connecting with us from across the country Mm -hmm. to really address and take on the issue of stigma associated with substance use disorder, helping us to recognize that this is a medical disorder, uh, that this this can affect anybody from any background at any time, and this disease does not discriminate.
0: I don't know, I mean, not to put you on spot with numbers, but do you, how prevalent, you know, we hear about it, but how prevalent is it maybe, I don't know if you have what's happening here locally or just across the state or whatever, what, how prevalent is the problem that people should recognize?
1: Well, I think, you know, typically we think about this issue in terms of deaths, right? So we know that roughly about 130 people are dying every day across America uh, from an opioid use disorder or uh, of an overdose, I should say, Um associated with opioids. That's a lot of people dying every day, right? And so we talk about that type of prevalence. Uh, Pennsylvania is the number three in terms of rate, according to opioid overdoses, and specifically d- or drug overdoses in general mm-hmm. uh, in the country. Um, but we are the number one in terms of actual numbers of people dying uh, from an overdose associated with an opioid uh, use disorder. Mm-hmm. So that's how prevalent we're talking about within Pennsylvania, um, with regards to the deaths. You know, There's estimates out there uh, through uh, national numbers that roughly 2 million people are suffering from an opioid use disorder. So this is not a small amount of individuals that are currently, first of all, dying, but also uh, dealing with this issue on a day-to-day basis. But when we, t- we talk about those numbers, those focus on the individual, right? We know that this disease affects more than just the person who's going through it. It can disrupt your family life. Uh, it disrupts communities through some of the other uh, ancillary issues associated with it, like you know crime, um, treatment needs, uh, those types of things that come along with uh, substance use issues. Um, and so when we start to talk about the opioid uh, crisis, and I like to think of this as more of a substance use crisis, um, that it's more than just people going through the disease of substance use disorder. It's about how it is that we think about this from the aspect of the community and the family that surrounds these individuals who are really going through this
0: terrible and tough time. Mm. Wow. Um, and one of the families are, is, you, uh, that's going to be a part of the conversation at SCLO is Trisha Stouch, and um, and I guess you've been doing this for about a year with her, and and she talks about her daughter. I guess can you talk about a little bit about her story, even though people will. Come to the event, we'll be able to hear. But what you can talk about, Trisha, and, and what she's gone through.
1: Yeah, so Trisha is an incredibly courageous woman, who I have come to know over the past year. Uh, we started collecting some of these stories roughly this time last year, so in, in 2018, um, working with the Independence Blue Cross Foundation over in southeastern Pennsylvania. Um, And we identified 10 highlighted individuals who uh, were able to to sit down on camera with us, uh, talk about their story in depth, so that we have these incredible visual representations of the experiences that they're going through. People who are supporting loved ones, uh, people like Tricia who has lost a loved one, uh, and then people who are in recovery uh, themselves from uh, a substance use disorder, specifically an opioid use disorder. And you can check out their stories on shareyouropioidstory.com. All of them are currently there. Latricia really touches my heart uh, because she uh, lost her daughter, Pamela, to an opioid use disorder. Um, What's really compelling about her story is that she has Pamela's diaries uh, as she was going through her opioid use disorder. So she... uh, in conjunction with Pamela were going through these uh, intensive experiences for counseling. Uh, she was finding out ways to support her daughter. Uh, she was doing all the right things. She was making sure that she uh, was doing the the, the research, uh, the knowledge, uh, gaining the education associated with substance use disorder so that she could do the best support that she could for her daughter. Um, unfortunately, uh, Pamela uh, did overdose and die uh, from an opioid uh, opioid use disorder. Uh, And since her loss, uh, Trisha has been an incredible voice out in communities. Um, She's helping people to understand that grief is okay, right? We need to make sure that we grieve our, our sons, our daughters, our friends, our family, uh, and not to be ashamed of the fact that they died of an overdose. Because the more that we are ashamed of that experience, the less that we're actually talking about this, this uh, disease, and the less that we can do uh, to hopefully either prevent those uh, similar deaths, uh, but also just provide support for those family members who do go through those experiences of grief. Um, and so she's now a grief counselor. Uh, she's going to come and talk to us about her experience with that. Uh, she's going to talk to us about her experience with her daughter, uh, who is of college age. So I think it's really important that we bring her here to this community in Center County because we have a lot of people who are supporting individuals who are going through substance use disorder, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also have a, a large co- college population of uh, people who could be potentially even active users or uh, just need to understand some of the, the realities around uh, opioid use. And she provides an incredible opportunity for us to learn from her and her experience, and from Pamela's experience, uh, to understand the the process of a substance use disorder, but also the process of grieving from
0: those we've loved. Mm. I mean, I think that's because t- you said the, uh, uh, Tricia did all the what would be the right things in, in giving Pamela support, and, and you know, there's other issues that where parents deal with with. Uh, I think about mental health and suicide, and you just, in you just. It gets to, you know, you can do all the right things and still it leads to um, a passing. Um, I guess would, would does Trisha talk about like what are some par- signs parents should look for if, they, if they're looking at their own children and uh, that, you know, if, if they think their children, a child might have a, a, a problem, do, are there signs to look for? for yeah,
1: she'll definitely be talking about some of those things as far as, you know, what do you look for in your experiences with your children uh, that you might... Be thinking that something's going wrong, or mm. that they might be struggling with something. Uh, so she'll talk about her experience with with Pamela and how it is that she discovered uh, Pamela's experience. Mm. Um, but you know, what's really nice about Trisha is that uh, she gives us a little bit of hope. She gives that she gives hope to the to the family who might be struggling through this experience. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that she was doing all the right things, and, and Pamela still ended up passing away, unfortunately. Mm. I think that she also gives us an understanding that as much as we can do as parents, as loved ones, as friends, family members to support the individual going through this disease, uh, we can't always prevent those negative experiences. And that um, the guilt uh, that we may feel in that moment of loss um, is something that we have to really work through. And she helps us recognize that that process is necessary to to think about. But uh, in general, uh, this is not her fault right Mm -hmm. Uh, and that this is something that she had to to come to to realize herself and so uh, she's going to help us think about how it is that we can do that for not just uh what we're thinking about now but uh, anybody in the future
0: um you mentioned the stigma i guess for people in the community what is our responsibility where you know the community's responsibility um to show support for people who are going through this, um, even if they're if it's not a loved one that, but they know, pe- like, what what can the community do to help be more supportive of families and individuals that are going through uh, a substance abuse problems.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think it's really important for us to know that. Um, first of all, uh, it's important for us to understand the education around substance use issues, right? So, first of all, you know, look up what this looks like, uh, understand how this is a brain disease and that this can of, that uh, while you are ingesting these substances, it really uh, does affect your chemistry within your brain and how that can affect individuals' behaviors, right? And so when, when we think about the knowledge around that, uh, that can help you to understand this in a more comprehensive manner. Um, also recognize the incredible opportunities associated with uh, recovery Um, as well as other support mechanisms within Center County, right? So we have the Center County Hope uh, 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 initiative uh, that is... you know, right locally that deals with uh, opioid overdose issues. Uh, we also have a, a whole host of other opportunities associated with the, the university that can help uh, connect people accordingly to the resources that they need. So, the more that you're educated on the resources to address this issue, uh, the better that you're going to be prepared to help out either a loved one that you know or a friend that you might be aware of uh, in need of this this, this service. But uh, in general, you know, one of the key aspects of this is recognizing that it's okay to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, the more that we talk about this issue the the more likely it is that we're going to be able to uh, help and support the people that are going through it Uh, if we talk about it in hushed voices if we talk about it behind people's backs and experiences that's not helping them Uh, reach out to them Uh, ask them how it is that you can help them Um, ask them what it is that they might need in this experience those are the really easiest ways to make sure that you're supporting the loved ones, the friends, the family members that might be going through this experience because it shows them that you care and that you're not afraid to talk about this experience in a way that is showing support and not showing judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, you know, all the participants that I talk to, especially the family members who um, either are currently supporting uh, members going through uh, an opioid use disorder or people in recovery uh, who are now seeing that uh, and showing other people that, You can recover, and that you can live a a healthy, productive life after addressing uh, substance use disorder. uh, More broadly, is that part of it? Is just love them, right? It sounds so uh, so squishy, uh, but it's really it can be really difficult sometimes when when individuals are in this experience and they're doing these they're conducting uh, behaviors that might seem. Um, counterintuitive, irrational—they uh, might be hurting you. They might be hurting others. Uh, but these are really sick people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and they really need your help. And the more that we understand that, we can love them no matter what. Uh, help them to get to the resources that they need in order to get them into treatment and recovery. Um, help them as they move into their recovery process uh, back into our communities. Uh, that's what we need to be doing, and that's that's the only way that we're going to really truly address this issue from a
0: community perspective. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed a, a, a difference since you started these conversations and with the website? Have you noticed um, more people being open to at least having this conversation and, and not trying to brush it aside and realizing the issue, and then not realizing that they can reach out to people? And you know, if you've noticed things in your experiences.
1: Yeah, and and actually, the the people that I've noticed the most uh, change in are the people who have shared their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been a really empowering experience for a lot of people to be able to ha- so when, when we, we started out this process you know roughly a year year and a half ago, uh, to ask people to come out and say, "Hey, I am in recovery from a substance use disorder uh, in an era where discrimination still happens uh, for these folks, um, that takes a lot of courage, right? Not everybody is as open uh, as, as, as we would like, right? Um, but I, ta- I think about one very specific, participant, Michael, um, and you can see his story on shareyouropioidstory.com. He has interned with uh, the local DA uh, in his county. Um, They have all supported him, and they highlight his recovery and his process and his work within the the DA experience there. So he's been able to enact change within very specific uh, circumstances by sharing his own individual story. And the more that we can highlight the outcomes of these people um, sharing their experiences, uh, the fact that they are not seeing the discrimination that perhaps they thought was going to come from being so open with this uh, this process, uh, helps other people recognize that they too can share their story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think of Trisha, who's coming to talk to us, and, and she's t- turned this work into her actual livelihood. So she actually goes in and, and, and helps and, and helps other people work through grief, through being a, gr- a grief counselor. She went through training to do so, right? So there's a whole host of ways that we are starting to see uh, these individuals who have been attached to this project very specifically uh, take their experience
0: into action. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess the thing with, with Trisha, I mean, how, since you spend, spent a lot of time with her, how, I mean, to... Go into these forums and to talk about your daughter, and and I guess she reads from the diary, maybe. Um, like to to do that continually, I mean, what how is that for her emotionally to to have to talk about her daughter's death and read her daughter's words? I mean, is that that, you know what kind of challenge is that for her, or is it or is it a healing process for her almost? Maybe I don't know.
1: Well, so I can't speak for Trisha, right? Yeah, but I really do encourage you all to come out and and listen to her Mm -hmm. because she's going to help you understand exactly that process for her. Uh, That's the the biggest, most powerful piece of her experience is how she really worked through that. And and not only that, but how it is that other people can also work through that experience. Mm -hmm. And we can have that conversation. Mm -hmm. We can support one another through this process. It's not only just about reducing stigma, but it's also making sure that we're connecting people so that they feel supported in our communities as well.
0: Well, Glenn, thank you for uh, talking about this. this. is such an important issue. Um, I know we've, it's a heavy topic, but sort of the end, I guess, on a lighter note, uh, ask um, our guests that may talk about book or books that have made an impact on their lives or influence or maybe just your favorite book. I don't know if you have one or two that... Um, been an influence on you, either when you were growing up or even more recently? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. So I really <laughs> like this question because I think that the more that we can encourage people to read and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and connect with the literature, the better, mm-hmm. um, because it does inspire, mm-hmm. right? It does inspire us to take action and to, to impact our lives in, in ways that uh, we may never uh, un- fully understand. Uh, but for me personally, it was it's the book Tuesdays with Maury by mm-hmm. Mitch Albombe. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are not aware, this is the story of Mitch Album, who reconnects with a college professor uh, who is going through a a, a debilitating disease, and he talks about that journey reconnecting uh, as well as the impacts that that professor had on him personally. And the reason that 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 speaks to me so much uh, is not just because I am a professor, (laughs) 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 Um, but it's because it really talks to the need for us to really connect with others, Mm -hmm. to really think and be intentional about the work that we're doing, um, to make sure that we we recognize our incredible agency and the power that we have in that connection. uh, Until we really harness that energy uh, for hopefully doing the best that we can to have the largest impact in our world whether that is in your family in your community or even bigger than that Uh, until we recognize that power that we each individually have uh, we don't really fully understand how it is that we can um, increase our impact accordingly and so for me that book helps me to drive me in the work that I currently do uh, not just with the opioid crisis but in my connection to students and communities in my other areas of of research and and, and work. Uh, But it also helps to, hopefully, um, remind others that we have that possibility and potential for incredible impact uh, in other people's lives and that we have a really uh, large responsibility for doing so. And so, yes, this, this topic of the opioid crisis can be really disheartening. Um, but I hope that through this community conversation that we can that we can show you that, that uh, grief is okay, uh, that we can support one another, uh, that recovery is possible, and that it can happen for anybody going through this experience. And the more that we talk about that, rather than those statistics that I ter- talked about in the beginning, uh, the more that we're likely going to find that we can work through this as a community, uh, both individually but also collectively.
0: Definitely, yeah, Definitely. Events like this give you hope that we can... Uh, you know, do do a better job as a community to support people who are going through it, and to hope to lessen the crisis. Um, thank you again, Glenn. Encourage people to check out the website shareyouropioidstory.com and to of course come to the event on May 30th. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. you have an opportunity to check out shareyouropioidstory.com uh, there's a lot of individual stories on that site uh, uh, from people who have dealt with opioid use or had a loved one who dealt with it and it just shows that you're not alone if there if you are going through something or if you have a family member or loved one going through something they're not alone and again, come to this event on May 30th, this community conversation event, to to find out more and how uh, we, as a community, can help reduce the stigma and and provide help for those who are uh, who are dealing with uh, opioid use. Some other events at SCLO. Uh One thing that isn't happening that if you have a May calendar, you see it is. But on Tuesday, May 28th, the link was scheduled to come the career mobile unit from pennsylvania career link that will not be coming on tuesday may 28th uh, it will be coming returning again in june so just make note of that tuesday may 28th the link won't be parked in front of the library on friday may 31st it's the final day for the state call, for the current exhibition in our gallery the reduce reuse remake featuring works from students from the State College Area School District and Bald Eagle Area School District that you know deals with environment and and, and issues dealing with the, our ecology. It's been, it's a great exhibition if you haven't had a chance to see it yet. But there will be a reception on Friday, May thirty first for the final day from four PM to five thirty PM in our in our gallery. And we have a great exhibition coming up in june as a little preview um listen to next week's episode of the podcast to find out more about that it's a great exhibition we have coming up in june for our in our gallery Summer reading. Registration has opened. It opened this past Monday on May 20th. And so you can go to reading.scolibrary.org to register. And then on Saturday, June 1st, it's the Blast Off event. So you can start logging in your reading. And just a ton of things happening that day between 10 a.m and 3pm there's a magic show there's a concert from Allegheny Winds will be performing along with the Nittany Knights Barbershop Chorus uh, costume characters for the kids to interact with uh, just a, a great day it's one of the um, highlights uh, highlights of the year for SCLO uh, the kickoff event for summer reading uh, and it, with a universe of stories theme we have a lot of space themed events and activities coming up this summer so it should be a fun summer again you can Register right now at reading.slowlibrary.org for, uh, for Summer Reading 2019. And just a reminder, the library will be closed again Memorial Weekend, so May 25th, 26th, and 27th. Uh, again, if you are looking to take out materials for the week Memorial Day holiday, uh, be sure to visit SCLO by Friday, May 24th. And you can get all the uh, information and list of events at SCLOLibrary.org. Uh, follow, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to these podcasts, of course, on the various podcast platforms. And uh, check out our website. We have more information about it. I want to fight, thank Dr. Glenn Sterner again for joining us and discussing this important issue of the uh, opioid uh, epidemic that is hitting communities. Again, come to the Community Conversation event on Thursday, May 30th. Until next week, hope everyone has a great Memorial Day weekend. And until next week, we hope to see you at Sclow Library.